Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans. Welcome to episode 145 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. I'm your host. Got a good show. Always good to catch up with my guy, Dallin Stanford. Um, but before we get into the interview portion of the show, we're going to start the show off with the breakdown. Breakdown is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in world rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's.com. That's O-N-E-I-L-L-S.com. So starting off the breakdown with a little chatter about the American Raptors. So obviously talking about the Challenge Cup of the Americas. Got rolling last week. First match did not go so hot for the Raptors as they fell 69-0 to to the Jaguares. Nice. I know I get it. I saw that on the internet one million times. Uh, but they ran into a freight train. They got an up-close view of what some of the best rugby players in you know Argentina has to offer, uh, what that looks like. So it's never fun to end up on the wrong side of a scored line like this, uh, but they will learn from it and they'll be better for it. And they get a chance to redeem themselves, bounce back match with uh, as they take on Pena Roll on Saturday at 3.30 p.m. to wrap up the Challenge Cup of the Americas and uh, their spring season. This is the last match of the spring, so after this, the Raptors will be off for the summer. Report back right after Rugby Town 7s. The date I've heard is August 29th. Uh, so, you know, tickets are available on Infinity Park at Glendale.com, uh, and you can live stream this match on the same website or AmericanRaptors.com if that's easy, if, you know, for you to remember. Um, but come out and watch or check them out online, stream the match, check out these Raptors before the Avs play because uh, this will be your last chance for a few months. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the Challenge Cup of the Americas and, and kind of how it went for the American Raptors when we get into the conversation with Dallin. Uh, but kind of just what we talked about is like one of the things I think they can be proud of is they really were playing pretty stingy defense. They defended for, you know, the first 26, 27 minutes of the match. Uh, Jaguares got a, a pretty quick try off a turnover in the first minute or two. But the Raptors settled down a little bit. Um, Down brought up a good point that they're just having some trouble securing their lineouts. So even when they did make good plays or they did, you know, force Jaguares into committing penalties and they would, you know, execute their kicks and they would make up some territory, it would come to the lineout and the lineout would either get stolen or overthrown or or something. So the lineout just really was not helping them out a lot that day. 
So you're, you're taking away your chances, you know, to get points and move the ball, and you're giving Jaguars extra chances, which is not going to be good. Uh, so the Raptors just ended up playing a lot of defense. They didn't win the territory or the possession battle, and ultimately that wears you down. Uh, you can only defend for so long, and, and then when you get the ball, you're tired. Uh, and then eventually the dam breaks, and, and the Raptors found themselves drinking from a fire hose as that match went along. Um, but the first 26, 27 minutes of the match was okay for the Raptors. They did play tough defense. They were able to move the ball a little bit. Uh, and I think if they look at the, the tape and, and they make some adjustments, um, I think that this match against Penarol this weekend will be a winnable one. I tweeted that last week, the, the match between Penarol and the University of British Columbia Old Boys Ravens was much more the Raptors' speed. Penarol is much more of a developmental side. This is not the side that won the SLAR this year. They brought a much younger team. Um, it'll be good for the Raptors to, to see a little bit of different brand of rugby um, and also be in a match that they have a shot in, too. So I'm looking forward to seeing that on Saturday. Make sure you check it out. Like I said, buy tickets if you want to come check it out in person before the Avs play uh, or just stream it online at AmericanRaptors.com or InfinityParkAtClendale.com. So check out the Raptors before they break for the summer because this will be your last chance for a few months. Moving into the Major League Rugby section of the breakdown, got conference finals weekend. Both Seattle Seawolves and Rugby New York won their eliminator matches pretty handily last weekend, um, and it sets up a pretty interesting conference final weekend. We've got two teams in Rugby New York and the Seawolves that have been in this position before. Uh, Rugby New York has played in the last two, I think, Eastern Conference finals, um, and the Seawolves, of course, have won the first two Major League Rugby championships, so you, know, you have to win a semifinal match to get to that point uh, and then win a finals match before. And funnily enough... The two that haven't been in this position and their opponents and Houston Sabercats in the West and the New England Free Jacks in the East, uh, they've never been here before, and they're this weekend's host. So that's two newcomers. You know, they're hosting the old vets, uh, the guys that have been there before. So it should, it should make for a fun weekend. Uh, again, we'll talk a little bit more about this with Dallin uh, later in the show, and, of course, we'll get into all that after all the rugby you can watch this weekend, which is brought to you by Wintergreen. Wintergreen loves rugby and wants to support USA Rugby's mission of uniting an inclusive, passionate rugby community to grow the sport of rugby in America. Wintergreen gels, creams, sprays, and soaks are made with wintergreen oil and other therapeutic natural oils that will help to soothe and support sore muscles and joints to keep you at your best. Visit wintergreensport.com to purchase the products you need to help you prepare to win. Starting off with the Challenge Cup of the Americas, we got University of British Columbia Old Boys Ravens versus Haguares on Saturday at 1 p.m. That's pretty much the final for this competition. Uh, whichever team wins that will win the trophy because both of those teams won last week, so it should make for an exciting match, and uh, hopefully the Ravens can keep it close and entertaining, um, but I fully anticipate Haguares to, to run away with it. And we got American Raptors versus Panyarol on Saturday at 3.30 p.m. You can catch both matches on infinityparkatglendale.com or on americanraptors.com. There will be a pop-up on both sites, I've been told. We got the Major League Rugby Conference Finals, uh, Western Conference Final. We got the Seattle Seawolves at the Houston Sabercats on Saturday at 5 p.m. on Fox Sports 2. And then Rugby New York at Rugby ATL on Sunday at 1 p.m. also on Fox Sports 2. So make sure you tune into both of those matches. Should be fun. Uh, always fun when there's a championship on the line, when there's a, a chance to play for a championship on the line. Stakes are just a little bit higher, obviously. Uh, winner go home. That makes for some exciting matches. So check all that out. We've got the Pacific Four Series still going on. Uh, should be the last week, if I'm not mistaken. We've got Australia versus Canada on Friday at 7.30 p.m. 
and then New Zealand versus USA Women on Saturday at 10 p.m. USA Women picked up a big win over Australia last week. So it would be a nice bow tie if they could knock off New Zealand this week. Catch that on world.rugby. It's World Rugby's website. Premiership Rugby Finals, Saracens versus Leicester on Saturday at 8 a.m. So you want to get up early, uh, go you know watch that on Peacock. And then we got Super Rugby Pacific. We got the final between the Blues and the Crusaders. Could it be any other way? Could it be between any two other teams? It's on Saturday at 1.05 a.m. Watch on Flow Rugby up the Blues. I'm a Blues guy, as I said on last week's show. Um, and then this is not on my list, but I wanted to shout out Brendan Shea, guest from last week, hosting Denver Sevens at Prospect Park in Wheat Ridge. Go Farmers. So if you're looking for something to do Saturday, some other rugby in the morning before you head on out to Infinity Park, go check out the Denver Sevens at Prospect Park. Let's go ahead and move into the interview portion of the show. This interview with World Rugby commentator Dallin Stanford is brought to you by Guard Lab. Join the mouthguard revolution with American-made mouthguards that perform, protect, and recover. For more information, visit GuardLab.com. Always great to catch up with my guy, Dallin. Uh, he covered the challenge. We covered the Challenge Cup of the Americas, Major League Rugby, and how a tornado almost got him stuck at DIA on Sunday afternoon. Uh, we'll dive into all that and much more right now. So let's kick it to my interview with World Rugby commentator, Dallin Stanford. All right, now welcome back onto the show. Very special guest, World Rugby commentator, Major League Rugby commentator, uh, voice of Infinity Park, Down Stanford. I think I got all your 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 jobs in there, Down. Is that, is that about right? Yes, absolutely, my friend. You know, I've got a, a million different hands and a million different pies. You know, just trying to keep busy. <laughs> yes, that's a good thing to be. So, Down, first question I got to ask you: uh, Did you escape Denver without a sunburn this weekend? It was a hot one. Uh, you know what? Luckily, with the commentating booth area was in the shade. Uh, I did escape, uh, but I almost got caught in a tornado. Yeah, that was going to be what I, I was time. saying. You almost didn't yeah. escape at all this tornado warning at the airport or something. Yeah, so Carlton, so basically I've been to Denver now, you know, calling, uh, you know, the Trinity Park games for many, many years. And I suppose in my decade of being there, this is the very first time I actually had to go into one of the uh, down the some staircases in the stairwell area to uh, seek s- safety out of this tornado warning. Um, and uh, yeah, it was quite a, it was quite a, 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 a thrill. Luckily, no tornado came and we're all good to go. But uh, yeah, definitely a first. Yeah, I know. I was working in the garage on Sunday. I had the radio on and I heard they kept saying on the radio that there was a confirmed tornado just north of DIA and then I jumped on Instagram later and I saw you were documenting it in your story so I felt very part of the process but I'd never heard of that either I've lived here my whole life yeah. I can think I've probably flown out of DIA 500 times I've never ever got caught in a tornado so that was an interesting peek behind the curtain there is the process of what you do when there's a tornado out there exactly well there was a local this is funny I go back up to my gate and there's a a lady that sits next to me and she says, um, oh, no, I didn't move the whole time. I go, oh, wow, okay. And she goes, no, I'm from Denver, and um, these, these normally pass all the way through. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> you, you, you're a local. <laughs> yes, yeah. I don't know if I would have yeah. done that, but I, I that, good for her. I'm glad that she was okay. Uh, so, Dan, yeah. let's talk a little bit about the rugby now. So, uh, obviously, inaugural Challenge Cup of the Americas, first uh, first day of the tournament was this last Saturday. Um, two two matches that took place. Just kind of want, want to get your impression, get your thoughts on the you know the first day of the Challenge Cup of the Americas. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it just uh, it's great that they, you know these teams are able to come together. You know, from Uruguay and um, Argentina, Canada, and then of course the American Raptors, the local side. So yeah, I think the I think it's a lovely idea, great concept. You know, having two weekends where these teams get to play each other. They you know they get to train all week at Infinity Park, a brilliant facility. Um, so overall, um, you know, it was great to be involved in the broadcast. I thought it went went pretty well. Obviously, the game itself. Uh, if you want to get into that about yeah. you know the the first game, yeah, the American Raptors. You know. That was always going to be a challenge. I, you know, having crossover athletes into the American Raptors program is a brilliant concept. And of course, it's going really well. But anytime you play against a very, very experienced rugby nation like Argentina, who have been fantastic, you know, over the last decade, um, and their squad they brought through just, you know, you know, when I was prepping for the bios, you know, you've got um, uh, their, one of their front row forwards capped 11 times for Argentina. Uh, they have Olympian on the wing in Ignacio Mendy that scored a couple of brilliant tries. Um, he played for the Argentine Sevens team. And then uh, Lautaro Basan Velez, who was also with the Argentine Sevens team for five or six years, who now will be playing for the Pumas national side in July in the test match window. So you've got those players and then you've got players bubbling under that, um, you know, have obviously picked up a rugby ball when they were five years old. So right. you could tell you, you could tell that it was it was the experience of of you know knowing rugby your whole life versus newer players that were you know some some of them less than less than six months or less than a year experience right yeah for those unfamiliar the uh, Haguares beat American Raptors 69-0 um, in that first match of the Challenge Cup of the Americas on Saturday afternoon um, and that was going to be the my, my first question that I asked you about it down is just kind of if you thought that did boil down to experience and that kind of sounds like what you're saying so I guess I'll move to the next question is just what is there a couple positives that you think the Raptors can take out of a match like that? I know it's always hard when you, when you're on the wrong side of a big scoreline like that. Um, but one of the things that kind of caught my eye, like you could tell from the beginning that they were going to have their hands full. Uh, Haguari scored, a, a, you know, on a turnover in, inside their own zone pretty early on in the match. But then after that, you could like they they kind of settled down. The Raptors were never, you know, in favorable territory. Um, or didn't weren't on the right side of the possession either, but they did hold them to seven points for about the first half hour of the match. I think they didn't score again till the 26th or 27th minute. Um, but you know, eventually, when you just keep defending like that, you just get worn down. Um, is that kind of a positive you could take away from the match? Is that you would you were able to hang with them a little bit for there, you know, at the beginning, or is there something else that kind of sticks out to you? Yeah, I think I think the great thing about this is you really get a proper sense of uh, being tested against a good rugby nation and a good team. And so, um, you know, the Raptors that you know they put up some big scores, right? There's 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 yeah. there's no, uh, you know, you look at the the score sheets. It was a hundred points the Raptors put against Seattle. So those kind of games, which unfortunately are lopsided in favor of, of of you winning that way, you don't learn a lot at all. But you do learn in your defeats, and it doesn't have to be a big defeat. It just happened to be a bigger one, but. Couple of things I think which important. The American Raptors had possession, and and several times they're able to kick their penalty, um, you know, towards the touchline and have an attacking lineout. The lineout needs to be, you know, solidified. If that yeah. lineout can be a, an attacking weapon, you will see the American Raptors are able to get on the board a lot easier. And so hopefully this week that's the, what they've been working on at that set piece point, uh, because the lineout is something that they can technically get really well and really, uh, uh, t t you know, near perfect. Um, so what happened a lot of times is that. Anytime there was an attacking line for the Raptors, uh, you know, the, the Argentine side either jumped in front of them or pinched it or the throw wasn't accurate. So not only did the Jaguares the then have their own position that they got, but they got plenty of the American Raptors. So in, in, in essence, the Raptors were defending for, you know, as you, as you pointed out, maybe, you know, 70% of the game. Yeah. And that's very tough to defend for 70% because when you do then have possession, you're tired and can't get over the advantage line. So I think it really, that it starts with that. Um, and the other positive is that, 
you know, they, they obviously know that playing against a better side like that, they, there are a lot of little technical areas each player can look at. And so that's kind of great. So it doesn't matter what position you were this past weekend, the American Raptor player can see, oh, okay, I can see what my opposite number did. How did they evade me? What sort of skill sets did they use? What sort of attributes did they have? Because they weren't necessarily bigger, but they were just more experienced. You know, like, so that's why you asked that question uh, in the last one. So definitely a lot of good positives. You know, and Paul Emmerich even said to himself, he said, we need, we obviously need to take all these learning lessons, but put into practice, we have to be, and then not make those same mistakes again next weekend. Yeah. I mean, even for me, just, you know, from an observer's perspective, um, I watched a little bit of that from the sideline in the first half and then moved up a little bit higher. Like, it just is a different game. Like, it's it just a different speed. It just looked so much different because, you know, I, we don't get the chance to see, that you know, that qual caliber of rugby, you know, right in front of our faces all the time either. So that was cool enough for me to see. Um, but you could just tell, yeah, like you said, the experience was, was the difference maker and it was very apparent. Um, you know, in the match on Saturday. So, down. moving on to the next one. Uh, we had uh, University of British Columbia Old Boys Ravens uh, against Penyarol. They beat a young Penyarol team, 23-14. Uh, just kind of wondering what stuck out to you in this match. It was a lot closer. It was a, uh, Penyarol was up by one point at halftime. Uh, just kind of wondering what stuck out to you in this one. Yeah, this one was tight. This one was a tight encounter until right near the end. Um, and really the difference between the two sides, you mentioned the, the, the you know, the age of the Penyarol side. So, of course, the really cool thing about this this club is that they were the slot champions. Um, and obviously the team that came on tour was a very young, uh, you know, there were 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds in their side. So it's good for the Uruguayans to develop their rugby players going on. But saying, but saying that they were physically... Um, you know, the players were a lot smaller. And so they were uh, out-muscled at times. Mm -hmm. You could definitely see that even at scrum time as well against the Ravens side from Canada. But what stood out for me was the Canadian fly half had a couple of brilliant plays as did the scrum half. And those two individual players ended up, you know, being involved and getting two tries on the board, which was the difference between the two teams in the end. So, but I do think, you know, it's kind of great that we have different styles of player, all coming to Infinity Park, right? Because yeah. the Uruguayan way of playing was different to the Jaguares, which is different to the Canadians. And of course, the Raptors as well, a different a different style too. So I think it's going to be a really, it sets up a really interesting final weekend. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one, you know, as as if for people unfamiliar again. So essentially what will happen is the it'll switch. So the Raptors will take on uh, Peñarol this weekend and then uh, University of British Columbia Old Boys Ravens will take on Jaguares, uh, Jaguares and you know, with the Ravens and Jaguares both winning their matches, that sets up for a, a good one with the with the trophy on the line. So that'll be cool to see. Um, so just kind of what do you think about these next round of matches down? I, it's just kind of watching that second match, seeing how, you know, Peñarol and, and the Ravens kind of stacked up. That seems a little seems to be a little bit more of the Raptors speed. Um, and, and I know I said on Twitter, uh, looks like a, a match that the Raptors could win. Is that something you kind of feel the same way about? Yes, you're spot on with that. I, I think it's what it's going to come down to. It will be um, the tweaks the Raptors obviously make a training this week. And also for me, it's going to be their fitness and stamina. How, how fresh will these Raptors be when they play on the weekend? If they bring their usual freshness and um, speed and, 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 and agility, they will do really well. And they could scorch a penny roll uh, because I know that the Raptors have got some very dangerous players. They just weren't able to get the space, weren't able yeah. to exploit the space. And, you know, and of course, when you, when you end up tackling, putting 200 <laughs> tackles in during a game, you're going to be tied. So I think this could be a really good, a good game for the Raptors. Uh, Penarol, obviously, they will be also need to work on some things to be a bit sharper uh, with their backline as well. But I, I, I'm going to go Raptors in that game. Uh, and the next game, the Jaguares, 
um, will be challenged more against the more experienced uh, uh, Raven side, of course, than, than the American Raptors. But I still think that Aguara's side is excellent. Um, and they were still, you know, getting into their shapes. So I think it could be another, you know, a 40-pointer uh, for the Aguara's winning that one. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think that uh, Aguara, if we were, you know, set in lines, Aguara's would be, be heavy, heavy favorites. Um, yeah. but, but I'm excited to see. And I, I was going to ask you too, Down, do you think there is some value in, you know, say you you have a two match set like this, and you do end up on the wrong side of a big score line. There has to be like a little bit of relief moving into the the second game, right? Like it almost uh, in a way like it can't get much worse, right? You took your lumps now. You can kind of put it behind you and and you know play a little bit looser, I guess. I, I, that's kind of the vibe I get. Is that is there some truth to that? Yeah, I, look, I, I would say this. You know, a, a, any team when they when they get de de defeated and again, it could be a close game or a big one. You, you improve. It's it's natural, right? And mm -hmm. so I bet you, I bet you, if the Raptors played the Aguares 15, 10 times, the scoreline would progressively get tighter, yeah. which is great, which is what you want, right? And so yeah, nobody wants to to lose by a big score. Um, some people, you know, as you said on social media, were like, oh, what's the point of this game? Well. The, the point is, you, you also never know when you play a team what how you're going to fare up exactly. and how you're going to be. And and so, like you, the, the point is, you have to put these things on because, uh, you know, the Jaguars would have gotten a good a good lesson out of that. They would have tried some of their combinations together, and the Raptors would have got a real wake up call, which is good. So you'll see them rebounds uh, this 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 next weekend. As you said, they would study the film of Pena Roll and know their areas of weakness in that team that they can attack. And um, and that's the great thing about rugby is that. Just because you've had a performance that you know you might not be satisfied with, you always have the next game, and that's why I love that Infinity Park is having back-to-back -back weekends. And and again, who knows? The Ravens could even surprise Jaguars in the you know in the in the first sixty minutes of that game. Yeah. Uh, you 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 can never be overconfident, and at the same time, as you said, you you have to you have to earn that victory. So it'll be it'll be it'll be a great couple of games. Yeah, and that's why you play the games, right? There's been plenty yeah. of instances in sports, you know, across every different sport across the world of, of you know big heavy favorites that don't maybe they have a bad day or, or whatever happens. And, that's right. Uh, it's a lot closer than, than they anticipated, or they wind up losing. That's why you play the games, and that's why sports are fun. So uh, I did see a lot of those comments on social media as well, and that's what I think you answered it perfectly. You play to learn. Uh, you play to see where you stand, you know, in the grand scheme of things, and uh, you you play to surprise people too. You know, it's the, anything's possible. So, uh, moving. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I want to one point. I want to just keep. I want to say, like, you know, I'm really happy that you know a group like Infinity Park are putting and investing in rugby because you know some people said, oh well, why did they leave? You know, the Major League Rugby setup. Well. They had their own own vision and own focus to do to do a different thing, and that's great. We want more people putting money into rugby, growing the game at any different level, right? right. And so it's only going to benefit the game in general. Like we've seen a great poster poster boy story is David Still playing for the USA Sevens. If this program wasn't around, he would not be representing the United States. And right. then also unlocking the door for other players that are crossing over that are coming through uh, like that as well. And that's that's how Colin Isles got found out as well. Um, you know, and the left Celtics players that have played other American sports that have seen rugby, whether it's on TV or whether it's through the American Raptors and thought, you know what, let me give that a try. And that's the great thing. There's so many, you know, diamonds out there that, that need to be found. Yeah. No, you're preaching the choir down. I agree with you hundred percent. And yeah. I think it's easy to look at a scoreline like this and, you know, jump all over, you know, take the parade and, and, mm. you know, beat your chest and do all that good stuff. But, but you're right. You know, in the long run, you look at the grand scheme of things. Um, I think it's doing more good certainly than than bad and i'm glad that yeah. you know there is stuff like this going on so i agree with you 100 yeah. uh, percent and i did want to take some time down ask you about the mlr while we move into the the you know western conference eastern conference finals 
Um, I know you work very closely with the New England Free Jacks, so I wanted to make sure I asked you about a couple of those matches. And the first question I asked as we move into this Eastern Conference final with Rugby New York and uh, going up to New England, take on the Free Jacks. What makes the Free Jacks so good? They've had a historically good season. Uh, you know, they, they've achieved marks that haven't been achieved before in Major League Rugby. What makes them so good? Yes, the, the Free Jacks have really impressed this year. Um, you know, and, and being around helping with some of their content creation on the media side, it's really cool to, you know, as a broadcaster, it's sometimes isolating because you, you know, you only work with one other person. We're not in a full group a team, but seeing the chemistry that these players have, uh, the friendships that they've developed, um, you know, their, their, their coaching staff and back end staff have really enabled a, you know, all hands on deck approach. There are no big egos in the team. Uh, and so, and with that, I think that's, that's important, right? That leads to buy in on the field and they have fun. And that's the thing when you start having fun, yes. And you start getting some wins underneath your belt, things start going well for, for the group. Um, and so, you know, they've obviously, um, you know, had an unprecedented season and playing at home is, is, a, is a, is a major lift for them as well. Playing against New York is going to be, you know, thrilling. Spoke to some of the players today and they were just, you know, you never, you never have to get, uh, there's nothing else has to be on the line when you're playing against New York because that rivalry speaks for itself. Right. Yes. And so the good thing, how this tees up Colton is that New York won the last time and they won at, at uh, the free Jacks home, uh, running, ending their unbeaten run at home. So, like there's a lot on the line for this game. And obviously, you know, either team would want to be for the very first time an Eastern Conference champion and go to the final, uh, which for the Free Jacks obviously would be um, a remarkable, a remarkable finish. But they 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 want to go one step further as well. They have the team to do it. Um, they, they've got their squad depth is fantastic. I think that's been key for them this season as well. Yeah. I wanted to touch on something you said. It's so refreshing to hear that, you know, people having fun playing sports because, you know, it sports our bottom line business and ultimately it comes down to wins and losses. But at the end of the day, you know, it's supposed to be fun. Rugby's supposed to be fun. Um, and that's always, you know, refreshing to hear teams actually having fun. It's not all, you know, so serious all the time, which is good. Oh yeah, and it's classic. We were playing cricket before the before they sort of <laughs> went onto the field. So like it's cool, you know. They, the uh, the um, the the energy and the enthusiasm, the vibe there is is it's it, you know it's tough to to create that environment. But once you kind of bring the right people in place that encourage that, you know, and there's always a balance, right? You you want to have fun, but you don't want to mess around. So like you know, you, it takes a certain personality right. type in in the in the coaching realm to foster that, and they've got that. They've got that through. Scott Matthew and Mike Rogers and, and Tom Kindly, um, you know, the performance manager as well, and Alex Magleby, the CEO. So as I said, it's like it's all about getting the right people in place uh, and then the results will come. And I, I'm really excited to be involved in calling calling this one because New York, they've stacked up their team in the last you know month or so and they're playing some excellent rugby. Uh, and so it, it, you, I know you can ask me next who's going to win, right? <laughs> yeah, I was going to get to it in a minute. I was going to ask you a little bit about Seattle Houston yes. first, if you want to no. do that, and then we, we could save the good stuff for last. Yes, why don't we why don't we on this one? Okay, so let's go <laughs> first first New York and New England. So at home, New England obviously have been fantastic. They um they 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 fielded a uh, somewhat changed side in the last round of the season when New York won. So I'm not reading too much into that. Um, so so I think it's going to be a very tight game. Uh, it's going to be a bruising one, that's for sure. Uh, New York come with a big, strong pack and, of course, have a brilliant back three. So that's going to be really interesting. Last time they played against the full-strength sides, New York had to opt to kick quite a lot to get through this big, strong, aggressive uh, New England defense. So I feel like they may have to do a similar tactic, um, but but I see the Free Jacks at home uh, winning this one uh, by less than 10. I, th I agree with you. I think I'm pretty sure that's what my uh, my super boost yeah. says too. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's awesome. So and then moving into the West, we got Seattle. 
uh, undefeated in Major League Rugby playoff history, right? Never, ever lost, uh, which is a nice mm. a nice uh, title to have. Uh, taking on Houston, first time Houston's ever been there. They, they wind up hosting a Western Conference final after a few disqualifications, uh, but they've had a great season as well. So what are, you, what are your kind of thoughts on this one, and, and who do you think – you know, you have coming out of this match? Yeah, so it really is a big one. Uh, two, two teams that, that didn't necessarily think they would be in this position. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would say the Seawolves are riding high. They're they really putting it together really nicely between their forwards and their backs. They have such a talented squad. Um, I really like their chances. Um, but the Houston Sabercats, you really can't write them out. As you said, they're having the best season they've ever had. Um, they, they're also playing like a, a well-oiled machine. I feel like if they... They need to concede less penalties and no cards, of course, uh, during their game. Uh, it's also going to be a very close one. The funny one about this one is I could see Houston winning. I can see Seattle winning. Yeah. So I don't know how what, what picks you made on Super Brew. Um, I would probably, if I had to guess, say Seattle are riding quite a high. But at the same time, the Sabercats, you know, would would never would never write them write them off. Yeah. I think I said, I think I went on the show last week. I'm on record. I think Seattle's going to get it done. I think they're going to go back to the final. Yeah. And I think, you yeah. know, it just comes down. It's so cliche, but sports is so much about getting hot at the right time. And that's what they did. You know, they went, mm. they beat a LA Guiltini team to punch their ticket, you know, to get into the playoff in that last week with all the other weird stuff going on. Um, and I think experience plays a role in it too. You know, they've been here before. Um, they've got it done twice already. And I think that's valuable. Uh, that's stuff that you, you know, it's hard to learn. You, you, I don't think you can really teach it any other way as other than just do it. So I think I have Seattle coming out of this one. And then uh, I guess we'll move into the last question. Down is this, uh, you going to give your finals pick? Yes, exactly. So, yeah, you know, so I was leaning towards Seattle as well. So I kind of, you know, thought about that. A, a home game for New England. Um, I was at the last game when they hosted Seattle. It was very close one, 24-22. Seattle scored at the end. Um, but I feel like their pack from New England got it done for them. I mean, yes, they've got brilliant backs, and Waco is leading the charge there. So, again, I think the final will be a very close one. I, I think New England, though, um, you know, playing at home. And, again, if they can just continue that fun and that good vibe, uh, they, they could be an unbelievable season for them. I'm always also a big fan of, you know, the underdog per se. You, you know, Seattle having won it twice already, yeah. uh, it would be nice to have another champion win lift the shield. Um, and again, it, to me, it obviously doesn't matter who wins, uh, but right. it would be nice if there's a new, a new champion. Yeah. Spread the love. I'm, I'm not a, you know, yeah. I'm not opposed to that yeah. either. And I, I do think I, I ultimately, I, I kind of think it is going to be uh, new England over Seattle in the final, just because mm-hmm. again, you know, new England best team in the competition for a big majority of the year. And that, that does have yeah. value, you know, there's weight to that. Um, and when you achieve the things that they have and they've done stuff that, you know, hasn't been done in the MLR before, uh, that uh, definitely deserves to be considered. And I think that will play a factor as they move through the playoffs. So, uh, yeah. Down, that's all I had for you. So I, if you wanted to, you know, push your socials, push Rugby Hive, uh, whatever else you wanted to push, please feel free. Yes, thanks very much, pal. Yeah, so folks can uh, check out the podcast that I have uh, with Rob McDowell, a, a former Canadian Sevens International and Sleek Sensation uh, at at Rugby Hive on the socials and at my Rugby Hive on Instagram. Uh, and then uh, hopefully everybody tunes in, of course, this weekend to watch the doubleheader at Infinity Park. And then, of course, the Major League Rugby Western and Eastern finals on Fox Sports. We'll see you there. It's going to be sensational, more elusive than an alien. <laughs> Love it. Love it, Down. Thank you so much for your time, as always. I really appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to catching up with you in two months. we got to do this again for Rugby Town Sevens. Sounds good. Can't wait, Colton. Keep up the good work. That's my champion.
All right, I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with World Rugby commentator Down Stanford. Thank you to Down for taking some time out of his day. Got a fun project with Down in the works here in the next couple of weeks, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, let's go ahead and move into the required reading portion of the show. And this is brought to you by Gilbert. Gilbert is the official rugby equipment supplier of the American Raptors. Visit worldrugbyshop.com to grab all of your Gilbert rugby gear. So uh, I had a hard time kind of finding something for this one, but I did see an interesting thread on Twitter a few days ago from Sam Larner, who is a writer at Rugby World and for Rugby World Cup. He mentioned talking to Marcel Brackey, uh, you know, a year or two ago about how innovation in rugby could help the United States. And he lists a whole bunch of tactics throughout this thread that have become commonplace in rugby, but at one time were considered to be out-of-the-box ideas. Uh, and that led me to an article that I found pretty interesting, you know, within this thread. And it's entitled, it's entitled, excuse me, The Need for More Innovation in Rugby. And that's written by a friend of the program, Alan Dimmick, for Rugby World. I will include the link in this podcast and the description of this podcast and the article that houses this podcast, of course, so if you're interested in reading it. Nice and easy to find. Um, but he just talks about, you know, the need for more in innovation in rugby, as the title suggests, um, about how, you know, their coaches have kind of gotten lazy. Um, and, he, and he highlights some examples of some people that have done some outside-the-box thinking. And this is pretty fascinating to me if you paid attention to the show or some of the work I've put out. Like, the innovation side of it has always been pretty interesting. Um, I'd like to think that this this whole American Raptors project is pretty innovative. It's pretty outside-the-box. Um, and it's cool to see that spill over. And I, you know, I've, I've touched on it extensively when it comes to football. I wrote the piece on, you know, incorporating rugby attacking concepts into football offenses, the, the, the topic that PFT commentary has been pounding the drum for, for years. Um, and, and I've had fun asking different people that question and it's kind of see, you know, cool to see it spill back over into rugby. And it is an interesting thought, like what if the United States came up with, you know, just a little bit of a twist. They did something just a bit differently, um, and that and that gained them su some success and, and kind of puts, like, an American stamp on the game of rugby. I think that could be pretty cool. So I would encourage you all to check that out. I'm going to try to get Sam on the podcast because I think that could make for an interesting episode. Um, but read that article. Let me know what you think, uh, and you'll have done your homework for the week. So congrats. Go ahead and move into the stat of the week. The stat of the week is presented by Catapult. Catapult is committed to making performance technology available to athletes at all levels, whether it's the biggest teams and organizations in world sport or amateur rugby players. Catapult helps monitor performance like the pros. For more information, visit catapultsports.com. So stat of the week is kind of a boring one, but uh, it's important nonetheless. Saturday marked the first time that this crossover program had ever been shut out. They'd never been shut out before, whether the XOs or the American Raptors. Uh, and I saw, you know, I talked a little, touched on a little bit about this with, you know, my conversation with Down, but uh, a lot of people taking victory laps, a lot of people pound their chest, you know, saying, oh, yeah, this is such a bad idea. We knew that this was never going to work, this, that, and the other thing. Um, and it's just kind of, it's confusing. You're sending mixed messages because how is this, I just failed to understand, like, how this is bad. How is giving these guys an up-close look at some top rugby in the whole, you know, world, where literally, like, this was Haguare's top side, very close to their top side, playing against Olympians, you know, you're playing against guys, back backups on the national side. I, I only think that could be a good thing, right? That gives you an opportunity to learn, gives you an opportunity to see the gap, how far you really do have to go, you know, to be considered, a, you know, a top rugby player in the world. Um, and this is a good measurement of it because, People have said this about the Raptors program for a long time. Oh, they'll never do this. Oh, they'll never do that. And and they always do. Uh, so 
not surprising that they got shut out. And uh, they were close a couple times to getting some points on the board. Um, but this is the first time it's ever happened. You think they played some some good Uruguay sides. Uruguay A, obviously, last year, uh, which was more of their developmental team again. Um, but that's more the Raptors' speed. That's where they got to play. They, they, you know, the MLR Academy teams that they've played have given them a run for their money. Those are always good matches. Um, but this is the first time they've ever been shut out. Again, honestly, not surprising when you look at some of the players that Haguari's brought with them. Um, but it's good. It's good measuring stick. It's a good, you know, way to get a baseline. And downside it too. They're going to learn from it. They're going to be better for it. If they played them 15 times, it'd be closer every single time. Um, and I'm excited to see them kind of, you know, come out of the gate against Peñarol this week because I do think that'll be more of a polished performance. And I think it'll be in large part because they took this big loss this week. So kind of stat of the week, not really, but it is one, um, I guess, if, if, you know, it's however you shine it up and you spin it around. That's my take on that. Uh, just seems like a lot of people are taking victory laps when uh, it doesn't really make sense because I, I would like to think that, you know, that Jaguares team probably beats every team in the MLR as well. Uh, you know, you can make the argument maybe the Giltinis or somebody give them a, a little bit more of a run for their money, but I think that would be a big victory for Jaguares in the in the long run. So uh, let's close the show with The Loop. First Bank's official banking partner of Infinity Park. They believe in banking for good, doing their best to do right by their customers, communities, and employees. Banking for good, member FDIC. Follow along with everything we've got going on at DNVR Rugby on Twitter at DNVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. Um, I know we got a couple messages about people trying to, you know, look us up or share our, our links or anything like that on the website. Um, they're getting a, a message. It's being looked into. Hopefully it should be resolved soon, but I promise you it's a safe website. It will not harm your computer, so feel free to click away. Uh, something I've got going on. Got coming up here, you know, pretty soon. Something in the works. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about, and I'm excited to get, to get started on. So I had an awesome chat with Sean Clark uh, about the last year of his life. You know, just traveling around, playing rugby for a cool piece. I'm writing about him. Keep your eyes peeled for that. It's fun to catch up with him since he's been back for this tournament um, because he has really lived an interesting, you know, last year, year and a half of his life. You know, starting out playing rugby with the XOs making the jump to the USA Sevens program. You know, he's in the pathways, gone to a couple of camps, playing Sevens for the first time in his life, and then making the move to the Jackals. Uh, signed a trial, you know, a trial contract with LA last year. So he's done a lot of cool stuff in a pretty short amount of time, and I touched on all that with him. So keep your eyes peeled for that piece. It's going to be a fun one to work on, a fun one to put out, and hopefully everyone enjoys reading it. Should have that one out in the next, you know, week or so. Um, that's kind of all I got going on. So that's really all I have for the show today. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with Dallin. Hope you enjoyed the show. If this is your first time, please subscribe. Leave me a review if you feel so inclined. I really appreciate it, and that really helps me out. That's all I got for everybody today. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you had a great week. I hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy all the rugby this weekend, important rugby this weekend. We'll catch you all back here next Friday.